Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I'm joined today by Ariel Pesetsky, VP of IT and Cyber at Tabula. Welcome, Ariel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Ariel, for our listeners, you know, they really want to know about your background as much as they want to know about Tabula. So, can you give a little background for our listeners? Well, I'll try not to go into too much of a history lesson, but suffice it to say that my childhood computer was a Radio Shack TRS-80. Hello. And my first programming language was COBOL. So like all the program division and declaration division for all of you out there. And I actually sold my first computer software when I was 17. And I've been with computers and on computers ever since. I abandoned the software development side of my life early on in my career and moved all into system, which is obviously also today a lot into software engineering. It's back into software engineering and have been with Tabula for the past seven, eight years. So you touched on a passion of mine, which is building computers. And I have to admit that I love the Radio Shack computer. I also love the <laughs> Commodore 64. So we're dating ourselves, but you know these were fun times. And Apple IIe were obviously legendary products. Yes. Yeah, so on the Apple, I must say the game is Karateka. And on the TRS, it's Dungeons of Dagrath. A little trivia note there. The Wikipedia page for Dungeons of Dagrath weighs more in terms of kilobytes than the actual code for the game itself. So that's kind of a fun little trivia part. But yeah, so those were amazing, amazing machines and required a certain type of love to activate them. So Ariel, you know, getting back on topic of today, right? You know, we've dated ourselves for our listeners, so now they know how old we are. But let's let's talk a little bit more about what you've built today with Tabula. I mean, it is the world's most popular advertising platform. Can you talk a little bit about how you've built the platform and then the work that you do with Intel CPUs? As you said, you're as much a software architect and a hardware architect as ever before. Yes. So Tabula is the content recommendation platform. We provide those moments of discovery, those moments of next when you are reading an online article and you reach the end of the article and you want to see what's out there. You still have a minute or two before the subway reaches you or the next thing you need to do. And we provide you that moment of next, that moment of discovery where you can see and find that beautiful piece of content that you might be interested in. And then from that point of view, if you look at the numbers, just the sheer numbers, that's really the amazing point. We now have between three to four billion web pages a day. Each web page has between two to 50 recommendations. So the number of unique recommendations a day is really in the tens of billions. And each and every one of those recommendations is personalized for the viewer of that web page at a given moment. Putting all that together, we run each and every recommendation request through an AI machine, an inferencing machine that we built on Intel CPUs to 
find really the most relevant piece of content between the tens of millions of options, different pieces of content that can be relevant at any given moment, finding and inferring which one is the most relevant to be displayed for you on a given web page. So that's kind of the big picture. Going a bit into details, we are an on-prem shop. We do not operate on the cloud. We are the cloud for our clients. And we chose to do that because of the economics of how this works. So when you reach a certain scale, then you actually reach a point where the cloud, the public cloud, the well-known clouds, are really way more expensive than one would expect. And you find yourself paying beyond the economic sense that it makes for a specific scale. So we have 10 data centers globally, and we have now almost 10,000 servers globally in those data centers, and all of them running Intel CPUs, and approximately 30% of those are running that inferencing machine that we spoke of. Others are running databases and load balancers and front-end servers and a whole lot of other parts of this very large machine that we built to provide those recommendations. So that gives you a bit of coloring around the edges of what we do. Well, it's fantastic. And I've been watching you guys grow over the years and it's just awesome to have you here. I didn't realize you were, you know, an old school guy. So this is even better. So can you talk a little bit about how you're really migrating gen over gen and taking advantage of new instruction sets like AVX 512, advanced vector instructions for those listeners yes. who might not know about AVX 512? That's really a great question. And not many people really appreciate that. So over the past seven years, well, Taboola itself is a bit older than seven, but since I joined, we've been looking at the CPUs and looking really what is the best CPU for each situation. And we landed on a few levels of CPUs within the generation that was available at the specific time. And then with time, we obviously had more and more generations. So we started with the 2.6 generation, then we moved on to the 4.1.1.4, and then the 4.2.1.4, and now with the 4.2.1.4R, we really see the difference just as a specific CPU model kind of over the generations. It's the 40-core, now 48-core model. Then we see that we can do different things in terms of performance. And not only can we do different things with performance, I mean, for anyone just thinking about it, you say, okay, there's a new CPU from Intel. Obviously, I get something new. I get better performance. But then if you start to deep dive and say, how can I really bring out the most of every single CPU that we have, you look at the new instruction sets that come out or change over time, and we see that from the AVX2 to the AVX512, if we took that into account when running our TensorFlow code, when compiling the code, and then when creating the container and sending it out to the servers out there, if we make sure that we put the correct code on the relevant CPU and we tailor the code for the specific generation, we're able to get much more performance out of the specific CPU we're looking at. Then when we reach the specific CPU, we want to make sure that, let's say it does have the AVX 512, we're able to utilize that 
and take into account the different clock speeds when you're running AVX and when you're not, and how does that impact the code, and how does that impact the performance of the application that you're running on it? Because different applications would kind of see things differently or act differently in the very clock downscale and upscale. So we're really looking to make sure that our orchestration is built to take the most out of each CPU that we have in our fleet of servers. We usually have about three generations of CPUs because you have the old one, you have the older one, and you have obviously the one that you're running the latest and greatest. But we try to utilize servers for as much time as we can, and therefore we see that generation gap out there. So Ariel, can you talk about the third generation Xeon scalable processor? I know you're working with the AI Builders program. Yes. And we're excited to work with you and have you in our lab. It's just an honor to have you guys. So talk a little bit about how you're taking advantage of it and how you're optimizing for performance. Absolutely. So with the third generation, we're now looking at the 8.3 generation, actually. And there, the most, I'd say fun part for us is that we see a great uptake in terms of performance. So on the same code that would be running on the 8180 CPU, for example, which is one of the CPUs we also use within our family of servers, the 8380 will run way faster, even in comparison to the 8280. So we see a kind of real uptake in terms of performance. And when we're able to utilize all the cores on maximum clock speed with the AVX running. And on top of that, make sure that we compile our code for that specific CPU. Then really the performance uptake is amazing. Moreover, with some of our backend applications where we are using a whole lot more memory, then the fact that we can use more memory per CPU is actually a boon because at the same kind of level of CPU, if you're not going to the H CPUs, if you're staying even within the unlettered, let's call them CPUs, you still get an increase in the amount of memory that each socket can access. And the speed of that memory access has also increased, which makes, again, a huge difference in our ability to respond faster to recommendation requests. For the backend servers that I was just talking about, the beauty of it is that we're actually building very large in-memory models and the memory speed really impacts our ability to access all parts of that model and conclude the model much, much faster. Well, you know, it's really exciting to see what you guys are doing because you're now really pushing the limits. You began in the early stages of computer science and now you're pushing the limits of computer science. Well, Ariel, it's so important to be a contributor to the overall computer science community in general. Why is it so important for Tableau to do this? We have a lot of strong feelings, good feelings to the open source community that is out there. And anything that we use is something that hopefully others can use as well. And by giving back to the community, we hope that others would be, I'd say, driven to open new projects, create new projects, and really allow everyone to build infrastructure. The world today is such a place where the more software that we can have out there, the more this drives really innovation. Because if I see a queuing mechanism or a database mechanism, I might be thinking of one, two, maybe 10 different ways to use it. But others might be thinking of 
other ways of using it and really utilizing it in ways that can benefit more and more and more people. So let's all kind of compete on our core business, but really contribute back to the community on the infrastructure, on the software that is out there and really allow other fields and other companies to flourish as well. I couldn't have said it better myself. Where can our listeners find out more information about Taboola? So there is the engineering blog that we operate at engineering.taboola.com and you will be able to see there anything and everything from the recommendation engine that we have to the infrastructure we run to crisis management to laptop monitoring really a lot of things there is also information in the intel ai builders there are a few blog posts that we co-authored around the cpu utilization that we spoke of a bit earlier that of course goes much more in depth talking specifically about the mathematics behind it and just a few months ago we had the firefighters in our data center and that was one of those blog posts that I wrote that just flowed out of me. The intensity of that situation where you get the call and someone on the other side says, listen, um, we don't know exactly what's happening, but there's a fire alarm in the data center and the firefighters are on the way. You kind of think of when was the last time I ran a DR? When was the last time we practiced and will we be able to bring the team through the other side of this event? So it was really an interesting event. It became an interesting two-piece article. And hopefully someone out there will be able to better manage crisis situations in the future. And again, by that, we hope that we also contribute back to the community. Well, Ariel, I have one more question for you and also a history lesson for our listeners. Where is the future headed in terms of computer architectures designed in the cloud, in your opinion? And second, how did Taboola get its name? So in terms of the cloud, we are seeing a lot of interesting consolidation now around the different clouds out there and the APIs used. The just now case of Google versus Oracle in the Supreme Court in the U.S., where the API structure itself is now approved is not something that is copyright infringement, I think will influence the future of cloud APIs as well and of on-prem software, allowing much more, I'd say, convergence and the ability to kind of write once, use anywhere. So we've seen that, of course, with Kubernetes, but it's going to accelerate because more and more companies want the ability to write once and use anywhere with more than just Kubernetes. Not saying that Kubernetes isn't fun and that containers aren't big enough. There's just more of the world out there. As for the name Taboola, the name Taboola does come from the Latin phrase Tabula Rasa, and it comes from our founder, Adam, which at the age of 20-something sat in front of his TV and said there's like so much content out there. How will I know what to see? I don't have enough time in the day to see all that content. And he then thought maybe computers should recommend what is the best content and the most relevant content for me. And if I come with an open mind and open heart, that might be a good solution 
for me to see and for him, you know, to write that software. So it started with that. And we actually started as a video recommendation company, moved on to becoming content that is more textual. And now back full circle, we are again doing both text and video recommendations. Outstanding. Such an amazing story. And you're such an amazing guest. So on behalf of Ariel Pazetsky, VP of IT and Cyber at Taboola, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another conversation in the cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Yeah.